0: what's up everyone welcome back to star wars explained today we have a very special guest someone i've been wanting to talk to for a long time and he reached out and he said hey don't i owe you an interview and here he is we're gonna talk star wars Resistance, star wars visions and other things that he's in uh please welcome christopher sean to the show hey christopher
1: hey how are you alex thank you for having me i'm great how are you great man great um excited happy as i was telling you earlier um we had like a two-hour talk before this, everyone. It was amazing. No, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Why didn't we save that for the actual podcast? <clears throat> Sorry,
1: excuse me. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, no, things are good. Things are very good. I'm excited. Just got back from uh, boxing today, so it was a good day. Um, just trying to stay focused and stay happy, per usual, right?
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so your energy's up. Good. Let's, let's talk about some Star Wars then. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love Star Wars. Talk about anything.
0: Okay, great. Well, uh, a question I like to start my interviews off with, especially when I know uh, that my interviewee is a Star Wars fan, is <coughs> who is your favorite background character? Uh, who is someone that you might think you could be the biggest fan of in the world?
1: Um, maybe General Akbar. That's yeah, a trap. <laughs> like we always we always say that all the time in our house. Like literally, we'll be watching a movie. And my lady will scream like, run, girl, run. But she used explicits. I'm not allowed to say, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if she's not yelling that, she's yelling, it's a trap. You know, so that's kind of like an ongoing joke in our house. Is that, but,
0: is that what draws you to the character? Like just the, the family side of it and how much you, you all like it together as a family?
1: Yeah, I would say for me, it's always about like something that we can all kind of relate with. And then we make it an inside joke in our family. And for me, that's it's the family tie that makes it important. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any other inside jokes like that that uh, the, the whole family gets in
1: on? Oh, man. I feel like there's so many. But you know, that was the first one that came to mind. I can't think of any at the moment. I'll probably start spewing <laughs> them out. And be like, oh, there's one, there's one. Yeah,
0: if they pop in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what is it that attracts you to the Star Wars universe? Or, or what is it that you really like because there's so much in star wars to enjoy i personally get really into uh the pilots so uh i'm I'm psyched to talk about star wars resistance here in a little bit but uh is there a specific thing in the star wars universe whether it's the rebellion or the empire or the jedi or the sith that really Mm -hmm. draws you in
1: um you know star wars in itself is such an expansive uh universe and I just love, love, love the the lightsabers. For me, the lightsabers were one of the biggest things. I trained kendo a little bit as a kid. Mm. We had the bamboo kendo sticks. We would train in the front yard, and um, that was really awesome. And to see them, you know, square off, that was incredible. But some of my fondest memories are when watching Darth Maul in the trailer when you know he's got the first red lightsaber comes up, and then. Boom, the second one comes out and then it was like he's fighting qui-gon and obi-wan those those nostalgic memories again are kind of everything for me because it reminds me of my childhood my family my dad my sisters my mom ah yeah i think i think the fact that the camaraderie is there the people the loyalty the the doing everything you can sacrificing yourself for the greater good all the, the aspects of great storytelling are in star wars and the fact that it changed science fiction movies and and entertainment it was basically the the precursor to what created all of what we have now um the grandfather the godfather if you will so uh, there's a lot there's a lot of love that goes into that franchise and because there's so much love in every aspect all the easter eggs and all the all of uh, the different artists who put their own unique flavors into it it's it's a beautiful thing to to just witness and it's even cooler to be a part of.
0: Now, you you as a lover of lightsabers, do you think you would trust Kazuda to wield a lightsaber?
1: You know, the funny thing about Kaz is he, he might be a bumbling and spastic. However, I think that when the time, uh, when it matters most is when he's able to really focus in, and he's keen. So I think definitely trust him when it when it matters. (laughs) However, walking around, he might step on it and start it up and like ruin some machinery (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the fireball or something. Who knows?
0: (laughs) Yeah, not just don't just hand him one casually, but if we have to like (laughs) we really are fighting the first order. Here's a lightsaber. Be careful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, then he'd be like, all right, I'm hyper focused. Let's do this.
0: Well that's I really like the way that they treated Kaz in the show. And that they were very upfront about it the whole time that he's kind of like a bird where in the sky he's amazing. And on the ground, he kind of bounces around. But I love that every time Kaz got into a cockpit, uh, he kicked ass. So that was a great aspect of his character.
1: I think we should all have something about ourselves that, that maybe a hobby or, or, or talent that we know that when we do it, we're amazing at it. And we should feel comfortable being confident in that. So uh, that's definitely Kaz. In the air, he, he's just, it's, it becomes an extension of himself.
0: I, I said that I love the pilots. My favorite my favorite background Star Wars character is Big Star Glider. Uh the, the best friend of Luke Skywalker, fellow pilot, dies in the Battle of Yavin. So I'm going to just immediately wow. put a rift down in our relationship. And I'm going to ask you if you think <laughs> Kazuda Ziono is a better pilot than Big Star Glider.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hands down. I mean, I think Kazuta Ziono, he's young and he's still very trainable and very adaptable. And you know, kudos to everyone who's who's jumped in a in a fighter pilot or an X-wing or you know a, a Sith Sith uh, fighter. But regardless, I think Kaz has the potential to become one of the greatest because he was trained by one of the best of all time, Poe Dameron.
0: And he was trained by Wedge, who was best friends with Big. So, like, really, it's all <laughs> just a connected family, and it, so that's fine. That's fine. I can accept that. That <laughs> Kaz is just carrying on Biggs' legacy. I'm okay. Yeah, with yeah. This. Okay,
1: okay. You know what? Hats off to Biggs. Uh, he's the man. I, I will. I will say this. Um, I don't. Uh, I can't picture his face, but I do remember him flying with Luke. And didn't they? Didn't they go into when they were? Was that them when they were going in to the dark death? Uh, the Death Star, and they were going to shoot it out.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Luke and Wedge and Biggs, and Biggs is the one with the the mustache.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I remember. Yeah.
0: That's uh, why named, is he your favorite uh, we we named our dog Biggs uh a, a few years back and that just kind of solidified it i always thought that's such a great name for a dog <laughs> and i always had this fascination with the character because he was in deleted scenes so growing mm. up i was just like what like why would you shoot something and not put it in the movie so i was very just curious about the character and always mm. attached to him in some way and uh you know it's one of those things that starts off a little bit as a joke and now it's very much not (laughs) and every time he shows up i love it
1: that's awesome man good for you (laughs) i feel that way about darth vader anytime i see him i'm just i mean he's not a background character obviously oh sure but but i I met hayden christensen at star wars celebration 2019 before the whole shutdown and we're, we're pulling up and there he is and i'm freaking out and telling my lady like babe that's that's darth vader that's anakin and he holds the door for us. We go he, we go up the escalator together and he's like, Hey, how are you? Like, so kind, such a gentleman. And uh asked me about my how I'm a part of the Star Wars family. And I was like, Oh, I'm just a lowly actor beneath <laughs> the, you know, beneath the uh, the celebrity of yourself. And he's like, Hey, we're all family here. Remember that. And I was like, Man, what a great guy. So I, I will always have a special place in my heart for Anakin, Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader.
0: Yeah that's all that's awesome that's such a good story just to hear like i've never ever heard a bad story about anyone really in the star wars family everyone just oh seems i'll tell you so, i'll tell you so
1: about uh, no i'm just kidding <laughs> no everyone's <laughs> awesome <Wait a> <laughs> <laughs> um
0: well to jump back into resistance a little bit what is your mm-hmm. favorite thing that star wars resistance your series contributed to uh, the entire tapestry of
1: star wars I was extremely proud of the diversity that they brought to the universe, uh, to the galaxies, because, you know, you've got, I mean, it's the far future. So it's not really like Latin or black or, or Asian, but at the same time it is, you know, like that whole cast was diverse and to be a part of something where they had their first gay couple, uh, Flix and Orca. And they have again, uh, Yeager and, and, Myrna and Tam and Kaz, like all of them, excuse me. I'm so sorry, excuse me. Um, <laughs> but all of them, diverse, an eclectic group that came together, found a family aspect, um, and role models. I mean, you know, kids are gonna always look for a starting point to as parents, as as family, as as avid Star Wars lovers like yourself and and me we're going to try and find like a place where we can introduce our family, whatever their age may be to this franchise. And then, you know, as they get older, we can introduce them to other, other parts like the movies and a little more dangerous stuff. Um, But for me it was resistance is a beautiful start point for the youth and they can fall in love with the series. They can understand kind of what's happening. And then from there, it's like, you know, I want more star Wars. And it's like, Oh, you're not even ready yet. (laughs)
0: That's I think that uh, we go through this every single time a new animated series comes out where the Clone Wars season one, everyone's like, oh, it's too childish. And it's not like my Star Wars. And it's like, no, it's not. And that's the point that all of especially the first seasons of every show, it's it is an introduction point and it is uh, an open door for someone to come into Star Wars. They don't have to know anything else. And then in season two. Uh, you, you kind of get thrust more into the larger story. But that first season is for a younger generation, and it's exactly what you described. And uh, I love that Star Wars does that over and over with uh, an entry point that kind of grows up with the audience and helps them dive into the rest
1: of the universe. Yeah, I agree, man. I absolutely agree. And Star Wars is just fun. It, it, this, you know, It's Asian anime-inspired. Uh, not like visions is all Japanese artists, right. And directors and teams, but you know, it's, it's anime inspired. So it's got the, the American cool appeal, but at the same time, the very big animated faces and getting hit and the sound effect, you know, it's, it's, I enjoyed it. It was really, really fun.
0: Yeah. It's just a fun time. I I agree. Like I just went into that knowing, you know, it's not for me, it's not for (laughs) the 33 year old man But you can still look at it with that, like, just just age yourself down and let yourself enjoy it. And I found a lot to enjoy. Uh, And as you mentioned, the representation, just how has it felt to see people cosplaying as Kaz and celebrating (laughs) the character? Uh, I I remember seeing an amazing uh, cosplayer at Celebration 2019 that just was so happy (laughs) to be uh, dressed up as Kaz.
1: Yeah, there was some really, really awesome, um, we were joking and I was like, oh, they're CAS players, not cosplayers. (laughs) Uh, But you know, we made a lot of good jokes. It was a very good family bond that we had on on Resistance. But being at Celebration and being at different events and seeing people dressed as any character from the Resistance, like when we saw Tora, Tora Doza, and we saw characters dressed as Tam, Rivora, like each time it just felt like, Man, we're we're influencing people and, and people are, are seeing many of the times you see television and you kind of for me growing up, there wasn't really role models. There wasn't Asian American people that represented the way I look. I'm half Japanese and I'm half American. My dad's from Ohio. But on TV it was like we I had Bruce Lee and I had Brandon Lee, and who else did I have? You know, so growing up I I never felt connected or relatable to any of these stories. And so for me, one of the most important things is to provide that role model so kids can say, hey, that's me, I am included. I do feel part of society and America as a whole because there's me and he's a part of society. So um, it does have a psychological influence on, on people growing up. And that's why it's so important, so important for me. I was gonna start speaking Japanese. I've been taking Japanese classes. (laughs) But uh, no, it's extremely important because um, again, you know, you spend your entire life thinking that you're gonna be the the sub character, the background character, the sidekick. You'll never believe yourself to be the hero of your own story if you never see it. So seeing people cosplay as us, it just felt like we are accomplishing what we set out to are giving people hope or giving people guidance and we're giving people proper role models
0: it's something that i wish that they went a little bit not a little bit a lot farther with in the rise of skywalker um but i, I love knowing that kaz and the rest of team fireball were at the battle of exegol i love that they made the ships i wish we got to see them a little more clearly um <laughs> i was, i'm curious have you read the novelization or heard about the the rise of skywalker novelization and kaz's like straight up shout out
1: yeah yeah that novel <laughs> i heard i heard the uh, audio and i i saw somebody sent me the actual page where kaz was like we got you or you know i don't remember exactly what it was but it was really cool to actually kind of have that in writing as well as be told that we were in the in the films and to be there at the world premiere um incredible it was really really awesome
0: Yeah. How do you think Kaz fared and the rest of Team Fireball at the Battle of Mexico? I'm sure they're fine. Like not, I just, uh, how do you think that experience went down for them?
1: You know what, if they expanded on it, I feel like um, Kaz is probably not only shooting enemies down, but he was probably bumping into them. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, But yeah, I'm pretty sure collectively Team Fireball did a wonderful job
0: that was one thing i remember they they were building up to it and they showed models of the ships and i was like oh my gosh they're gonna show like the the fireball flying around and shooting i, I wish they had done that just a little <laughs> more clearly like just kind of focused on those ships but uh to, to know that they're there and that all of this stuff is connected uh, i is, is still great and i'm glad that kaz is still out there fighting the fight
1: <laughs> yeah i think one of the coolest things is the fact that Star Wars never forgets, you know, if -hmm. if you do good by them, um, they're always looking out for any every single one of the Star Wars family members. And I've kind of seen that with visions after we did Star Wars Resistance. It was this is a bittersweet send off. Um, And then I get a phone call randomly and they're like, hey, do you want to be a part of a new series? We won't tell you anything about it. We won't give you a script until you show up. But if you wanted, it's yours. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And that's how Visions came to be. Perfect
0: segue. Uh, we, we can talk about <laughs> Visions. Like, <laughs> you've done this before. Uh, so, yeah, talking about Visions, um, I think my experience online after they all came out, the one I saw most widely celebrated was probably The Village Bride. I saw just so many people talking about how beautiful it was, how great it looked sounded how well it was acted the story in general uh how did that feel did you have that same experience when it dropped that just to see people celebrating not just the series but uh your short specifically
1: you know it's 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 not easy being the best um (laughs) yeah no i'm just kidding (laughs) No, no no um honestly what i saw was like the the ninth jedi the duel and um village bride those are kind of like the consensus the, the favorites of the entire series and for me i loved all of them i really enjoyed every aspect huge fan of joseph gordon levitt and bobby moynihan so the 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 band the singing one that you know that's really cool because i'm so sorry excuse me um you know they did have that's the uh the the bar music i can't i can't think for the life of me right now i apologize but
0: <laughs> well you were just boxing you got knocked around a little
1: bit probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a little concussed so <laughs> no <laughs> no it's it's uh it's one of those things where you don't think that there's live bands playing and then here they are performing for job of the hut you know and and he has them in his uh his his little i don't know getaway is it? right uh, where it's where the mandalorian hangs out now mm-hmm. right um Sorry again, I can't think of the name. I apologize. Uh, Star Wars fans are. Kind of, <laughs> this guy's not a real fan. um No, but uh, I thought the village ride was beautiful. And I remember showing up on the day and kind of being like, "All right, what do we have?" And they said, "Okay, we're only going to show you your parts, but I want you to kind of go through, get a feel for it." And as we watched from beginning to almost end, I was just like, "This is." My this is everything. This is what I wanted to do my entire life. I wanted to be a part of something like this. It reminded me a lot of childhood nostalgia from Hayao Hayao Miyazaki, um, Princess uh, Mononoke. I don't know if you've ever seen like Totoro mm-hmm. or Studio Ghibli projects, but yeah. for me, like that's kind of what I grew up watching um, when I was a kid in Japan. And you know, to see that and, and hey. This is uh, what you're watching. You're going to get to be a part of this. It's like one of the most beautiful. I-, I had tears of joy. I was so happy. And I was like, all right, let's get to work. I don't want to screw this up. So we went right into work and uh, finished about half an hour early because I, like I like to really, really knock it out of the park. And then I was like, okay. They said, well, if you want to take off, you know, and I said, let's actually watch it one more time. And just make sure if we miss anything at all, let's make sure we get it. And there was one line where I, I, I was like that line, let's tweak it a little bit. And he caught another line where he was like, why don't you do a little bit of a Kaz voice for your younger youthful self? Well, that's, that's a good idea. So I did like a little Kaz voice for the younger Asu from the Village Bride. And then there was the one line where it's like, like, I, I think I got you or i I protect you. And that one line that we tweaked after going through it, that was the one line that made it into the trailer. And you know if you're in the trailer for a compilation, <laughs> you're doing good.
0: <laughs> so that's interesting. You didn't know the whole story. You were shown just your scenes, and uh, and that was it? So you had just kind of one day to come in, watch this thing, record, and you were out?
1: Yeah, and that's they only crazy. gave us like two hours. That was it. So it was like typically it's a four-hour session. They're like, yeah, you got two hours, so do your best. <laughs> like, all right, let's go. Yeah.
0: That, that, is that normal for uh even like star wars resistance i would imagine you you had the full scripts
1: yeah well, with resistance um i mean anything star wars um they're extremely secretive Mm -hmm. and for a wonderful reason i mean look at grogu you know i mean they kept him a secret they even held back uh uh manufacturing the toy so that the secret wouldn't be released and i mean he blew up they know what they're doing they're numbered like Disney owns what Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and Star Wars are the two highest grossing properties in cinematic history. Um, so to 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 question anything they do, it's like, you know, it's blasphemy. They know what they're doing. They're smart. So, yeah, so I was just, like I said, like I showed up typically with resistance. They They hold the script. They send it to you the day before. You read it all night. I memorize most of it. I show up on the day and I'm like, all right, I made a lot of choices. Let's see what we can do. But not village not village bride not visions you 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 kind of just went in uh they took the blindfold off and you just had to like really trust in the process and
0: so you didn't even know it was an anime project until you were watching it
1: I just kept my hand open like please put a lightsaber in my hand <laughs> so they're like no no it's a microphone you gotta do it I was like, oh, okay yeah I'm not ready. yet not yet <laughs> no um I knew nothing literally nothing about it it was hey, it's confidential, extremely confidential Star Wars project. You in? Yes or no? You know, it's like, is yes, no, or maybe? And I circled big yes, yeah. checked it, like, yes, I want a date. Yes, there you go. Send the letter back.
0: <laughs> How do you feel that uh, anime and Star Wars fit together? I mean, it's a very popular combination. Obviously, Star Wars takes a lot of inspiration from Uh, the films of, uh, now my brain is blanking, uh, Seven Samurai and, Mm. oh, that's going to kill me. Akira Kurosawa. (laughs) I was like, now I'm going to get called the fake fan. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But uh, Star Wars has always taken inspiration from uh, the Samurai films. So Mm. what was it like to just get to watch all of those in their entirety when it finally came out? And uh, how how do you think Mm -hmm. that they work so well together?
1: I think they're a perfect mixture. I think the idea and giving the creative freedom um, to all the directors and the entire creative team to to kind of tell the story of Star Wars in their own version, in their own way. I think, um, I mean, I truly believe that the anthology is a masterpiece. I loved every single one of them. There's Lighthearted, there's Dark, like I said, the Ninth Jedi's Conspiracy, and you got the Duel, which is, excuse me, the the action behind that and the creativeness of having the umbrella as with all the lightsabers attached to it. It's like grievous times three, um, you know, um, and there was the little robot, the sentient robot, very similar to the droids, C3PO and R2D2 and, and, um, K1, um, K1, right? (laughs) K2. K2. All right. Yeah. K2. Uh, that's what I meant but uh you know just again just seeing japanese artists take it and and have the creative freedom to be able to play uh i thought it was a perfect mix and it seems as the fan base did as well because we are picked up for season two visions Mm -hmm. two is on the way so i can't wait to see what they do is it going to be brand new is it going to be an expansion thereof i don't know i won't know until they take the blindfold off right and that's even if i'm a part of it you know who knows because uh i was never told that i'd be a part of it but i'm always going to support no matter what
0: yeah season two sounds really interesting the way they uh that i was there at the panel you were there at the panel at this past celebration as well you were on the panel um but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's interesting to see that they're they're opening it up to not just Japanese studios, but some of them will still be. So, yeah, are they going to be sequels or just brand new things? Or what, what's it going to happen? question. I
1: yeah. didn't know that they were opening up further beyond Japanese arts. That's great to know.
0: Yeah, uh, I think they they had some South American studios. It, it's, uh, yeah. uh, they said, I think James Waugh said that there is a very, very bright future for anime and Star Wars, uh, but season two of Visions won't be only anime.
1: James Waugh. Josh rhymes. I mean, the entire team putting it together, they really know what they're doing. Um, and like I said, uh, I'm a kid in a candy store when it comes to these projects. I just feel so lucky to be a part of it.
0: What would you say to a star Wars fan? Cause some fans get very concerned with whether or not something is canon. And, uh, I don't really think that's the way to go about it. Take it all in because it's all super fun. But, Uh, what would you say to someone who might be hesitant to check out visions because it isn't canon and it's just kind of its own
1: thing? I think if you're a star Wars fan and you really do enjoy the star Wars universe um, for me, I want to take it all in. I mean, I read the legend of Luke Skywalker and it was like what, six or seven stories Mm -hmm. uh, all kind of in one where he was talking and you know, There is one where he's on an asteroid, and it's not an asteroid. It's a living creature, and he's going inside the belly of this creature where there's bats and there's stomach acids, which are lakes, and it's this beautiful world. Um, And he kind of, like, picked up a hitchhiker to do this. And and how expansive this universe is and how much detail and how much creativity that this world is, I want to live in all of it. So I think that if you're a true fan, take it all in. You know, um, like Bruce Lee said, take what works, discard what doesn't, and then make it your own. Right. So in watching and watching any of the Star Wars stuff, enjoy it. And then say, I'm so sorry, then say, I like this. I thought it was amazing. I didn't like this so much, but imagine if Luke was in that situation and then start creating and enjoying putting your own favorite characters like bigs. What if he was there now, how would he react to these people? Oh, and that's the fun of it. You know, it's like taking action figures and running around and, and creating this world where they fight. And it's the same thing. Just do it all in your mind by collecting and, 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 you know, you can't build a statue without clay and they're giving all, all of this media. So you can really enjoy this world. Even video games, you know, all of it it's I, I, for, for the avid watcher. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I, I just love that quote uh, from Bruce Lee that you just said about, you know, take what you love and discard the rest. And I think some <laughs> fans can tend to cling on to uh, the things that they dislike more than the things that they really love. And uh, just hold, holding on to the things that really resonate with you and make Star Wars what it is to you. Uh, I love that outlook.
1: The, now, I've I... I kind of uh that's not the actual quote. You know, I just I, I rephrased it made sure. shorter. Um, but he says something along the lines of like, take what works, discard what doesn't, and make it your own. And that's well, Diana I... Lee Unisanto's godfather. She she was uh do you remember her in The Mandalorian when she fought against Ahsoka? On oh bridge? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Diana Lee Inissanto, my sister, she's awesome. Her and Ron Baliki love them.
0: I have a feeling we're, we haven't seen the last of her in the Mandalorian. I think we'll probably jump back to her, but
1: so much talent, such a great person. Um, Just a wonderful, wonderful all around that their whole family. Absolutely love them. have so much respect for them.
0: Have you been digging all of the, the live action shows and uh the Mando verse Andor's coming out? What What are you excited to see?
1: I'm excited to see Andor. <clears throat> I loved Rogue One. You know, when Darth Vader came in and they kind of gave the, the pre-story prior to, you know, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. Uh, it's it's nice to see when that moment when Darth Vader, the doors open, you hear his breathing, the lightsaber appears. I mean, that was everything. Let me back this up a little bit. It's kind of like right up my nose. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Andor. Cass- is it Cassian Andor? Mm-hmm um i just thought he was a phenomenal actor i thought the whole team involved with that was incredible and so i'm really excited to kind of see their story and, and their their side of it because i feel a little bit more of a connection with kaz's storyline because he was kind of separate from the luke skywalker storyline but he was still a part of it and i feel like andor is the same way they're they're you know their story led right into the luke skywalker saga the trilogy but it's not the same. It's its own separate thing. So I'm really excited about this series. I
0: I, I think you're touching on something important that uh, Andor is going to really contextualize a lot of things and humanize a lot of things. And I don't think resistance gets enough credit for doing the same thing for the sequel era where, you know, in the force awakens, we see Hosni and prime destroyed and it's like, Oh, bummer. (laughs) like, A big old planet full of people, terrible tragedy, but we Mm. never met them. And then to see Kaz's perspective of that is like, no, that's my home world. And now it means something. And Mm. also just the context of the first order in general of the way we see them early on in resistance, I thought was so interesting that they're kind of this quirky group that no one really takes seriously that they're, they're oh I guess they just really like the empire but whatever like they're weirdos and <laughs> like no you need to take that stuff seriously <laughs> because that's that's how they come back is <clears throat> if you just like let them out there and do their own thing like ah they're not that big of a deal but it is
1: no you're absolutely right it's a little bit of control and a little bit more and a little bit more and soon enough you you're isolated and you're all not allowed to do anything and so it's yeah it's absolutely that right. you have to be aware. Um, and you're right. Watching uh, Kaz—I mean, that was one of my, that was my favorite episode. Hosnian Prime being destroyed, being there, acting that, and the the oh, the weight on my heart from that episode—it was so powerful. There was there was that episode, and then there was one episode where Kaz and Poe uh, work together, and he gets to meet General Leia. And then General Leia says, may the force be with you to Kaz. And I was like, I I need a moment because this is (laughs) surreal. It was like one of the coolest moments of my entire career.
0: That feels like it's in character though, too, of Kaz. Just like, I need a moment. Like, I just need to sit (laughs) down for a second here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember kind of like I acted it and they were like, you ready to go again? I was like, uh... Yeah. It's just, just uh, oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was crying. It was beautiful. It's really cool. It just made me think of my dad and my mom, you know, they're still with us, but uh, it just reminded me of kind of like, I promised them I would, I would do everything I can to, to, to be successful in this business. And I still feel like I've got many, many hurdles to overcome, to get to where I want to be in my life. I'm sorry, excuse me. But being a part of Star Wars has definitely been a milestone in my life. And, and that moment was, you know, you see it in movies all the time and to hear General Organa in the show, say it to the character you're playing, it was like, oh, man, beautiful.
0: Now were those recorded all together? Was, was all the cast or everyone in the scene in the same room for those?
1: <clears throat> yes and no. I mean, for the majority of the time, every time we filmed most of the entire cast were together. And the reason there is, is is there's so much more chemistry. Like I can say my lines, you know, and hope that you work off of me, or or we can say it together. And like, you know, having a conversation with you, if you wrote a question to me, I'll answer the question. But if I'm hearing you ask the question in your tonality, I'm gonna have a different response, Mm. right? And so when you're in the room together, you have each other to play with, to have the chemistry with, and you might do something physically, And then we'll react off of that. And and it's just like this ongoing, like, you know, it's like a tennis match. It's just a good volley. They actually um, flew me to New York to work with Oscar Isaac. So I watched him perform Hamlet the night before (laughs) came to set and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm standing in a booth with Oscar Isaac next to me, you know, Juilliard grad. Now he's moon Knight. He's ex machina and the guy's incredible. And to kind of look over at Justin Ridge and Brandon Almond and Athena Portillo. And they're kind of like, yeah, you guys have great chemistry. And it's like, I have great chemistry with Oscar Isaac. Like, but then again, who doesn't he have great chemistry? With? But <laughs> they're complimenting me as well. It's like, whoa, that's so cool. I'm, uh, they're saying my name in the same breath. And that was incredible.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can answer this one, but was Star Wars Resistance planned to go beyond two seasons?
1: Um, to be able to answer that, I I have no idea. I mean, I, like I said, um, you know, Disney is a very, very Star Wars. They're extremely intelligent. If they wanted only two seasons, then they wanted only two seasons. I I can't really say because I don't know the answer, but I do think that they have a, they're a mastermind. They know that they've created this canonical storyline and it's there for a reason.
0: If if it were to continue on, do you have any ideas in your head of how you would have wanted to see it continue uh, if it would have joined up with the rest of the resistance or, or where do you think Kaz would have gone?
1: I think Kaz would probably be flying and then there'd be like this like spectral X-wing and he'd like kind of like, you know, who's that? Hello, who's that? And he'd be like, hi, I'm Biggs, and I want to train you. And I'd be like, whoa. What could have been? (laughs) What could have been? (laughs) Or maybe it's a clone of Biggs, and they're working together, and he's teaching them how to fly. I I don't know. That's probably season three, four, and five, just Biggs and Kaz. You've sold me. I mean, people come back to life
0: in Star Wars all the time. Yeah. Biggs and Kaz flying around, saving the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then Biggs is also a Jedi Knight as well, secretly. Obviously, who kn-
0: yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: uh, you mentioned uh, gaming a little bit earlier. Uh, are, are you into Star Wars gaming at all? Or what, what do you like to play?
1: I've been playing uh, Battlefront Two with Star Wars a little bit with, uh, with my kid. And... Um, I'm really good with Emperor Palpatine. He can shoot that electricity out and he can kind of glide around and um, that's fun. It's just kind of like quick games where you kind of, you know, you're hanging out and it's not like too hard. It's fun, it's challenging, but it's not too difficult. You know, you can play and still have conversations with your friends. Um, I play, I, I really enjoy that. I tried squadrons, that was tough, but it's beautiful but it was tough. Um, The flying aspect, I'm accustomed to like, um, I don't know, like uh, inverted controls, down is up, up is down and not having the throttle in your left hand and your left trigger. So it was like controlling the throttle as well as flying kind of like, it was its own unique Mm -hmm. flight and I started getting the hang of it, but then I also started picking up and work. So I wasn't able to actually like play too much, but squadrons is amazing battlefront. I loved it. Um, I'm just a big, big Star Wars fan. So, kind of anything and everything I can get my hands on, I kind of want to enjoy and 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 watch. You know, I want to be a sponge and take it all in.
0: Yeah, did you give uh, Fall Order a try?
1: I haven't, but I actually I was at uh, so we're at uh, the Rise of Skywalker world premiere, and I kept telling my lady like, hey. I'm going to walk the red carpet next to Mark Hamill. I'm going to, we're going to walk right on him, you know? And, and she's like, sure, honey, sure, baby, sure. And I'm like, I'm telling you, we are, we show up as we're walking up to the huge blue carpet. I'm like, oh, I guess no Mark Hamill. Shucks. (laughs) And a limo pulls right up and out comes Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. And he walks right in front of us and he gets the center stage and he's waving. I was like, babe, I told you we were walking next to Mark Hamill it was incredible. And then we got up and then another limo pulls up and here comes JJ Abrams behind us. So we're between Mark Hamill and JJ Abrams. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, but when we walked in to the theater to kind of watch the, to, to, you know, have to, to sit and enjoy the world premiere, they're handing out free popcorn and there's the fallen order guy. Uh, he's the joker Cameron, as well, mm-hmm. Cameron. And I was like, dude, I, you're amazing. You're awesome. Like, congratulations. He's like, Hey, thanks man. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's so cool too. I was like, yeah. But um, uh, I got to give him some love. I still haven't played the game. I don't feel like I've had ample time to really sit and enjoy it. I still yeah. want, I still need to play Red Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, <laughs> what I mean, that's, that's a I'm huge playing.
0: undertaking, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just <laughs> too afraid to like start a new one cuz I know I just played Ghost of Tsushima. Incredible.
0: I've heard that's Incredible. great. And apparently very similar to Fallen Order. Uh, oh, that's really? Because I loved Fallen Order and people were like, play Ghost of Tsushima. So I need to give that a go.
1: I was. I did a, my first performance capture and facial capture with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I played like the characters that are kind of, you know, you're the hero and you're running around. And he's like, please help me, help me. <laughs> that, those are the characters I played. You're like, oh, the little guy. All right, cool. Um, okay,
0: but I mean, we can shift gears to uh, a different fandom now because you're you're not playing the little guy in Gotham Knights.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got, um, it's funny cause I, that's my couch. Sorry. And my, my, um, my childhood, like I would say like 15 to 17 years, I had a photo on my cell phone, uh, of, of the character who I thought was Terry McGinnis. He's hanging upside down shirtless working out his abs and he's holding collie sticks. But I thought, like I said, it was Batman beyond Terry McGinnis. And I auditioned for this role. They wouldn't say who it was, and then i got the sides i went in and they were like yeah you're you know the two it was julia bs casting and it was anne Lemay, and then it was uh the third person was wilson mui and so it's the head casting director the head of narrative and the the director of narrative and the director of cinematics wilson the two women were wonderful kind and encouraging Wilson, the entire time I was performing, was just shaking his head no. And I'm like, I was like, oh, my God, the pressure is on. This guy's like the Simon Cow. He does not like me. Um, so I'm just trying to shake it off. So I'm just kind of stretching a little bit, stretching. And he's he's kind of looking over and he's talking to the director, the other director. And I'm like, what is going on? So after I finished my performance, they go, here, take these sides. We think this is a better fit for you. And I go outside and I realize in reading those sides, I was like, this is Nightwing this is Dick Grace. This has to be Dick Grace. I don't know who the other character was. I go to find (laughs) out it it was Red Hood, Mm. but they were like, no, you're more of a fit for this character. And, um, came back in and, you know, I worked out great. Yeah. I booked the role. I mean, not immediately after, but.
0: Did he stop shaking his head? Did he start doing this instead?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I told him about that and he was like, he was like i saw you stretching man the way you were stretching those are nightwing stretches he's like i saw the stretches you had the charisma he was like you're not you're not Red Hood. right from the back you weren't Red Hood. so he's like why are we wasting time let's get him he's already nightwing he's like let's hire him and he's like that's our guy he immediately knew he said so yeah it was pretty uh pretty impressive and then the callback was crazy uh that story in itself is I can tell it really short, but it's a long story. Basically, I had to drive to Arizona, drop the kids off, come back. When I got back, the car broke down. We had to get a hotel where I then, my lady was feeling sick. and I had to get a help. My dad called me. It was like, I need you to U-Haul all the stuff from my house to Arizona. So I drove to Arizona, came back, car broke down and rent uh, in um, where the parties are. I I in the, in the desert, where the parties are in the desert. Oh, nowadays? Burning Man? <laughs> Burning Man, like in that area, right? So the car breaks down in that area. And I'm like, what is going on? Had to get a hotel. My sister's ex, or I don't know if he's a fiance. Anyway, he comes and picks me up. I'm like, Linnea, you're on your own, sweetheart. I, I, here's money. Like, do whatever you need. I have to go help my dad. So then I drive up to Ventura and I load up his entire... He's like, oh, there's only a few things. Don't worry. Load up the whole U-Haul. It's it, Nothing was packed like, dad what is this man so anyway load it all up and i find uh this book i find this book and i was like yo pops like this is this is the book i i i grew up reading this like uh, we had it for a long time i don't know anyway long story short had it i was like this is amazing um drive the U-Haul all the way to Arizona. It took me like 10 hours after packing all day and then had to catch a flight back the next morning to then do the audition to call back for, for Nightwing. Sorry, long story. I know, but I didn't think I was going to be able to make it, let alone help my dad, let alone help my lady. I was kind of spread a little too thin, but the fact that I got there. Sounds like a Batman
0: story though, trying to balance (laughs) all these things and (laughs) probably put you right into character.
1: Yeah, and I just remember showing up thinking, like, it's okay. Like, the fact that I even made it this far is an honor because I'm Asian-American. I They're not going to let Nightwing, Dick Grayson, they're not going to let him be an Asian-American. So, you know, hey, it was fun while it lasted. But, no, they were fighting for di- diversity. Anne LeMay, um, Patrick Redding, the entire uh, Wilson Mui, the entire team, Julia B.S., like, they fought for me and DC approved. So for me, it was like my entire life. I grew up wanting to be a superhero. Like I said, I had that wallpaper of the character. I'll show you the picture. I had that wallpaper of the character on my cell phone for years. Like say, say 17 years. It's <laughs> this one right here,
0: <laughs> you know? Uh-huh.
1: And, and I would train to look like him and I'd work out so hard to, I wanted to be him so bad. And Talk about manifesting, you know. Here I am p- portraying one of my childhood heroes.
0: So that is your is your Batman fandom uh, a big one, big part of your life as well? It looks like if you've had that that book and <laughs> the wallpaper yeah. and everything.
1: You know, um, I've I've never really like. I enjoy things, but I don't go crazy. Like, sure, I think um, that's
0: what most normal people do. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like I, I get immersed in it and I enjoy it. And I like the cosplay like Dragon Ball. I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. Um, and I'll cosplay at, at conventions, anime con and, and LA con. And, um, I, I enjoy that. The kids enjoy that too. So we all go hang out, but like, I don't know dates as to what happened. And we talk about a storyline, like, Oh, these are my favorite parts. Yeah. And it might not be in sequential order. However, you know, I can sit and I can jib jab with most people about most fandoms. And I would say, I love, love, love fans who have that, uh, that safe of knowledge because when I go, Oh, I like this. And they go, did you know this? Oh, tell me more. I love to learn and I love being around people that are passionate. So like yourself, like you, you have many passions, but uh, Star Wars being one of them. And it's really cool to hear about bigs. I, I never would have like expanded on Biggs. I never would have even thought of the character until you talk about it. Now I'm like, I want to know more. Like, tell me why, and tell me what did he do, and do you know anything? That stuff's fun for me. So people that are passionate are my passion.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's just the key is passion, and I think some some fans can get a little competitive about how you express the passion. But you know, like I I, I know a lot about Star Wars trivia, but that just means that I like learning bits of trivia but like you love to cosplay (laughs) and i'm like i am not a good cosplayer i'll put on uh i've got like a poorly fitting rebel outfit that i wear occasionally but uh, i'm so impressed by people who join the 501st and the rebel legion and like really really are passionate about making their costumes and it's like that's it's just different but I, i love all of the different ways that people express how they love something
1: yeah i think that goes into like you know tactile or visual or audio learners, you know, we learn and we express differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, what's wonderful about the fandom. And yes, one thing that you said is, you know, people sometimes gatekeep, that's not my Star Wars. No, yeah, that's yeah. not my, what well, the thing is, is all, if it's canonical, it's all Star Wars. And even if it's not canonical, yeah. it's still part, it's still inspired by Star Wars. And the only constant in life is change. So we know that the original Star Wars is going to change. It's going to be expanded upon. It's going to grow. We're going to learn more about Biggs and all the other characters, Cassian And Andor. God willing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, we're going to find ourselves in this world of change because, again, that's the only constant. Um, so it's like, you know, those who gatekeep, I say, I'm, I'm happy that you're passionate. But be a little more open-minded because, you know, there are a lot of people who love, love, love and mm-hmm. want to share their love with you. Exactly,
0: yeah. Um, which member of the Batman Bat family do you think would make the best Jedi Knight? Nightwing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nightwing's got cares, uh, charisma. Nightwing is basically Batman grown up, but with uh, proper guidance. You know, Batman, obviously, uh, his parents were taken from him. And he kind of grew up very jaded. Alfred was there to protect him, but he's still dealing with trauma. Um, Nightwing, however, had proper guidance, had a mentor, had Alfred, had loving like a family still. Even though it was an unorthodox circus family that was taken from him as well, he had Batman and he had Alfred and there were still mentors and there were father figures and and he had his family with them. Being Batman's first protege uh, and a hero now in his own right, the way he moves, uh, the way he's able to use his collie sticks, the way he—he's uh, so adaptable. To me, he's like—he uh, would be like Yoda, but full grown, or with, the, with that type <laughs> of energy, that type of power. And um, Hal Jordan, you know, when when the Green Lantern, when the ring was choosing its next hero, it—it it was looking at Dick Grayson as well because mm-hmm. he's saying you know who do we choose dick grayson or hal jordan well we're going to choose hal jordan but just because he's a little bit more um he's a little bit more heart and more justice than dick grayson but dick grayson was second huh. I, I had no idea <laughs> i could be wrong. And oh, no, me I, I'm I, wrong
0: i'm not i'm not big into dc so like i'm, I'm yeah. just soaking this up
1: but the fact that the the, the green lantern ring was like we're we're considering you you were the, the runner up to become the green lantern i mean that in itself speaks volumes of his character and um and he you know he lives by the code and he <laughs> does not kill he protects and you know he's not willing he's not ruthless he 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 fights to protect and the people of gotham city and Bloodhaven are the people that he fights for and before i was kind of against violence still i'm heavily against violence but i'm I'm all for protecting those you love. Mm-hmm. And I so, mean
0: that—that's—that's that's Star Wars still to its core. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely, and that's—that's that's everything. And so that's why I think Nightwing Dick Grayson is the perfect uh, candidate to be a Jedi Knight. Perfect.
0: Did, it didn't come off as biased in any way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I could go down the list. Batgirl would be right there, played by America Young. She's phenomenal, awesome, kind. But Batgirl in our project, she's extremely intelligent, uh, innovative, amazing fighter, all around, probably the best character. Uh, Red Hood's amazing. Steven, I'm um, so sorry, uh, Stephen O. Young. He's dangerous, man. He's the perfect Red Hood. And then you got Sloan Siegel, who plays uh, Tim Drake Robin. So we have an amazing team put together, uh, the Bat family. But out of the, the 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 four heroes, I would say Nightwing. I love I'm that. I was unbiased. I love that. biased. <laughs> <laughs> you backed
0: yourself up perfectly. I, I think that's great. Uh, and Gotham Knights comes out in October.
1: Yeah, October twenty fifth, actually on my birthday.
0: Oh, that's perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, you guys did that on purpose. So like, no, we really don't care. <laughs> no, no, no. no, they're like, no, that's really cool that it worked out. I'm like, that's so cool. What a the perfect birthday present. Well, th-
0: this is a. I've I've kept you for about an hour and probably start wrapping up. But I I remember when Gotham Knights was announced and you were announced as Nightwing. I, I was thrilled. Like I I can't tell you how excited I was because you have been so friendly, uh, just online. You've been so engaged with fran- uh, fans. Uh, it's been so great to see you continuing to succeed, and uh, I, I hope. We get to see you pop up in Star Wars again and finally get a lightsaber in your hands one day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, man. Honestly, I'm, I'm just proud to be a part of the project. I'm proud to be part of the IP. Uh, Star Wars is, is an important part of my family's life. And, and it's uh, I still feel like I'm dreaming because I get to talk to awesome people like yourself who know much more about Star Wars than me. And it can teach me so much. And, um, and you call me a friend and I'm like, that's cool, man. Thank you.
0: <laughs> was, I mean, so that it was—I believe—twenty nineteen. Out of the blue, you shot me a DM on my birthday and just said happy birthday, and like I was just like, oh my god, because. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, that's awesome! Like you, you're just so engaged with everyone online, and uh, you're you're great to talk with. Um, where can people find you online, and uh, where else can they watch you? Plug anything and everything you want.
1: Um. So I have my own metaverse now. It's called Dick Grayson, Kazuda the universe. No, um, <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram. I'm most active there. Um, my, my ad is at Mr. Christopher Sean. My name, Mr. Christopher Sean. Uh, I have Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram is where I'm at. So if you want to find me, you want to say hi, I'm pretty active in DMs. So I'll either like your message to show and appreciate that you messaged me. Or sometimes we'll have an active chat. I recently just chatted with like a whole bunch of DC Gotham night fans have reached out to me and I've been going back and forth with these guys and they're awesome because they're so passionate about DC. And they're again, just like you, they're teaching me um, about many of the things and I can't say what they're right about, but some of the things I'm like, <laughs> oh, these guys say they know everything, <laughs> but yeah, well, find me on Instagram, Mr. Christopher Sean.
0: Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for taking an hour out of your day to, chat Star Wars and Batman and everything with us. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for watching. I put links to uh, Christopher's Instagram and Twitter and everything down in the description. And may the Force be with you all.